All right, we are back with another episode of Tell Light Talk. Guys, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Celebration in Europe. This is Casey. This is Chris. There's a lot of stuff, and Chris was trying to throw some news in here. I'm sorry that I told you not to, but I didn't think we were going to have time. There's a lot of Star Wars stuff we have to talk about. It's okay. After I looked at the uh, outline again, I was like, yeah... I bet we could probably do this entire episode on Rogue One Rebels alone. So it's like, yeah, pacing will be important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I was thinking of is just overall, I, I kind of wanted to get your, your sense of this celebration um, before we get into it, before we get into specifics. Yeah. Um, it was a little lackluster, I think. And, um, and we'll talk about rebels in a little bit. I think that was like probably the most epic thing. Um, the, and we'll talk about rogue one, the rogue one did get me more excited for the movie, but at the same time, it's not like last celebration where it's like, Oh my God, star Wars is coming back. It's, uh, episode seven. It's the first thing we've seen in so long. Um, now it's kind of like star Wars has kind of set in to, our everyday geekdom. So I just, I feel like, yeah, it's a great thing to see all this stuff, but at the same time, it was a little, uh, underwhelming. We'll talk about the, uh, kind of the, uh, lackluster parts of it too. Yeah. Um, I was going to say the same thing and it's funny cause, uh, the Steveage, um, the other host of gourmet scum radio, and you guys have heard about this show as well. Um, he was saying, I, I guess, they said in the live stream that the people who are going to Orlando will be getting the good stuff. Like, I guess they said that on stage, which is crazy, but also awesome because you and I are both going to Orlando. Yep. It's probably because of Brexit, you know, they had to cut back a little bit on celebration. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, um, that's funny that you say that. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I would say overall, uh, you know, there were some pretty good reveals and some good information, but it didn't have the same power as last year. Of course, last year was, like you said, it was episode seven. We haven't seen these characters. You got Chewie and Han saying, I'm home trailer. I mean, like, that's that's a moment. Like, you saw all of them. You saw Harrison Ford come out on stage. I mean, like, that was, I almost had tears in my eyes the entire live stream yeah i was i was very excited to try to watch as much of that as possible last year this year i was like all right i'll just go catch the highlights that i know are good and Mm -hmm. that's it yeah so let's talk about some of the some of the stuff that um was was good um in as you mentioned before rogue one so uh, leading up to uh celebration all the news outlets were saying that Rogue One was going to get a trailer, getting a trailer, getting a trailer. And that was kind of like what we were expecting. And then the speculation off of that, are we going to see Vader? You know, um, how much of the story are we going to see? Are we going to see Mads Mikkelsen's character? We know he's Jyn Erso's dad, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, what happened was we first get on stage, uh, Gareth Edwards, the director, Kathleen Kennedy. Um, I can't remember who else was on there, but they, you know, they talked and then they introduced the cast and then they went into the sizzle reel. 
which let's talk about the sizzle reel, which is about three minutes long worth of mostly new footage. So tell us, like, do you want to go down? Do you want to break it down? Or do you want to talk about your thoughts? What do you want to do? Let's just talk about the thoughts. Um, Leading up to it, as you forementioned, um, there was that whole thing like ABC was going to run the the Four- Secrets of the Force Awakens special on, which was good. Which I actually is okay it's though, but it's weird to have it. But it was still good um, because like my wife hadn't watched it yet, um, so she was like, "Oh, I'm really glad we watched this." But then they were all like, the speculation was, "We're going to get a trailer during this. We're going to this three minute trailer." But once the sizzle reel ran. And we realized it was three minutes. That's when we knew that, yes, all right, it's going to be a sizzle reel. But here's my thoughts. It's like people who don't go to these conventions, should they get the same, like, exclusives that the people that do go to it? I don't think so. I mean, it's like it's really frustrating, I think, for people that pay the money to, you know, not feel like they're special. Yeah, the Episode 7 trailer was one thing. But this time around, let's give these people something exclusive. I mean... I mean, their country's in shambles anyhow, so it's like, hey. <laughs> I mean, they they did get something exclusive. Right, which know, we'll talk yeah. about. That's what I'm saying. Give it to them. Right. Um, give everybody else a sizzle reel, which was a lot of fun. And it was like, um, my thoughts on it are just like, you you, lo- you look at the, the you know, his, his direction, uh, the process of the film, just kind of like behind the scenes stuff. And it just gets you more excited because... I just feel like the environments are very exciting. Um, the cinematography seems to be very cool. So I, I'm very excited for this, this, this war-torn world and you know, more of the concentration on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to not see lightsabers, actually. You know what I mean? It's, yep. it's a whole new world that, um, you know, every Star Wars movie that we've seen has Jedi. You know what I mean? And like, this is not going to. Um, I did think it was really kind of great that Jin Erso at the end says, uh, may the force be with all of us. I thought that that was a really cool thing for her to say because you, you almost feel like, and I think it's been like this forever. It's like Jedi's versus the empire. Like that, even if you aren't a lightsaber user, you still believe in the force and the rebellion seems to believe in the force. <laughs> Whereas the Empire is always trying to squash anything that has to do with Jedi's, has to do with like that old religion. So even though it's run by someone who's mastered that, <laughs> the Force. Exactly. It's just, um, and then he has an agent of evil who also wields the Force. It's 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 actually kind of curious because like, if you work for the Empire and you know Darth Vader, you know that he uses the Force, and it's like so you you would have to believe because more than the rebellion, you've actually seen this guy using it. Yeah. And also, I mean, it, it, it harkens back to episode four where everybody's like, may the force be with you. May the force be with you before they go out and fight the death star. May the force be with us. You know, uh, Akbar says it in return of the Jedi. It's just like it, it's, it's bigger than what we originally wanted to like, not wanted it to be, but originally what everybody kind of, made it out to be because I think that because it, you know, it, it, it includes everything, you know, it binds the whole fucking galaxy together. So, and then in episode seven, you have Maz Kanata introducing the, the uh, whole idea that you don't have to be a Jedi to have force, you know, to 
even access the force. And then we're going to see that in Rogue One with um, IP Donnie Yen's character. Exactly. So it's like, I think the idea of just, you know, Jedi and a whole thing, I think this time around compared to like the expanded universe, I think this time around they're going to take a different route and just kind of be like the force is like this overarching power that just like controls destiny. That's, that's kind of the way I look at it. I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a cooler way to do it. Um, you know, the shots that are on the beach stood out to me. Like I, we've never seen stormtroopers going up the beach, yeah. literally storming the beach. Um, like that was powerful. Um, the shot that really did it for me was seeing the tank go through that city and seeing different types of tank troopers. I was like, what the hell? And like, just because it's not CGI again, you know what I mean? Like we've seen tanks before in the Clone Wars, but this is like, this is an actual tank that they made and they threw these stormtroopers in it. And I've never seen this stormtrooper before. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, just uh, that imagery. I mean, like it, it felt like a war movie. Yeah. And, and not to mention the fact that they're just kind of like, all right, you know what? <clears throat> We're going to introduce all these new characters and these ships and whatnot. They don't exist in the original trilogy, but we're going to get you so excited for this movie that you're not even going to care. You know, it's like, all right, uh, the U-Wing, right, the Death Troopers, and all this stuff that that doesn't exist within the original movies. I mean, of course, they could do it in the novels and the comics and expand on it that way, but it's, it's really kind of interesting and curious, like you say, to... Uh, see these these new concepts come to life um just out of nowhere without them trying to like just adhere to what they did before well it's nice too because it's like i remember seeing snow troopers right in an mm-hmm. empire strikes back and going like oh my god there's not just one type of stormtrooper so yeah i guess it makes sense there's like i mean there's different branches of the government there should be different branches of stormtroopers so I think it's 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 a smart concept. It does make sense, and it's just kind of like one of those things where a little light goes off, and you're like, "Oh, well, duh." You know, I guess that does make sense. <laughs> they don't all have to look the same. So um, that was that was uh, you know that was just really really cool to see like that. Um, I think I think it also kind of looks back on like the Clone Wars and the different um, clone troopers you had. And now even with the first order, these different levels of stormtroopers. So, you know, and the snow troopers, of course. And also what you notice in episode seven is there's a lot more like um, ranks for them. So they're like, you know, you yeah. saw the, you saw the ones with the pauldrons in, you know, episode four with the sand troopers. And then you're like, all right, they're sand troopers. But now you have like the red pauldron is means something. The black pauldron means something. Yeah. And it's just, it's a really cool way to just, you know, it's a war movie. Like, get your ranks out there, and just give people more uh, action figures to buy. Yes, absolutely. Obviously, Star Wars is all about the merchandising. Um, I wanted to talk real quick about Jin Ursa um, or Urso. Uh, so, Felicity Jones said that she's a character that is fully developed, meaning that for the most part, our heroes go on a journey to find themselves. Like Luke is a farm boy. He needs to turn himself into a Jedi. 
Uh, Leia is like a politician, kind of, who goes to be a general. Han is a scoundrel who goes to be a hero, etc., whatever. And Jyn Erso is a fully formed character, meaning like, I, I don't know if she's going to go on a journey, other than the journey of going from this place to work for the rebellion and then steal the Death Star plans. Like it's going to be pretty unique that we're not following a character that has to like grow necessarily. Like she's lived her life. She's grown up. This is our like, okay, this, that's it from point A to point B. And I don't think they'll make a sequel out of it. I don't, I don't know, but it would be kind of nice if it's like, this is it. Like you, you had this story, you had this just one off. And these characters are who they are. They don't have to grow. They, they're already grown. Uh, to, to kind of give you a counter-argument on that, they do have a novel coming out called Rogue One Catalyst, which is the prequel to it, which may introduce the characters and where, like, where they're coming from and just lead into Rogue One in general. In the um, book, yes, but not in the cinematic world. It's the same thing. You can't, we can't talk about it like that anymore. It's not like they're connecting everything. So it's like if they write a prequel novel to Rogue One, it's what happened before Rogue One. It's like the same thing with um, Before the Awakening. Those stories lead right into either like the comic or the movie or anything like that. So um, I believe that we won't get, you know, we won't get a sequel to Rogue One. It's called A New Hope Anyhow. So um, the whole thing about her is um, I wanted to ask you is like, isn't it kind of like a Suicide Squad type idea where she is a criminal and like, they're like, here, you can redeem yourself by doing this or, or something like that. I, I believe that's kind of what the whole story is. I think because you learn that in the panel that Mads Mikkelsen, his, his character is a scientist and that he's very important to the rebellion. I feel that she's doing it because of her dad. Like maybe her dad got captured by the empire. Maybe her dad got killed by the empire. Maybe he's the one who, help develop the Death Star at some point, you know what I mean? And, like, she's the only one who might be able to get it out of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like her dad is way more important of a character that they're not showing in the uh, trailers. And, like, he's probably the main reason why she does join up with this rebellion. I mean, why why get a great actor like Mads Mikkelsen that, you know, to play that part if you're just going to kill him off? I mean, you can kill him off, but he has to play more of a... Uh... I guess more of an influential role, I would say. Uh, you know, I would agree with you if it was like Ben Affleck, but <sighs> Mance Mickelson is in Clash of the Titans. You know what I mean? Like Mance Mickelson, like he's probably, they offered it to him and he was like, hell yeah, I don't care what you want me to do. You know what I mean? Like right now he's in the Disney family. He's in the mouse house being yeah. in Doctor Strange and being in this. He's not like, a kind of person, an actor who, even though he's an amazing actor, he's not someone who can throw his weight around like Kate Blanchett or something like that. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you can get him a little bit cheaper than a big name actor, which we don't really want to see. Even at first, I was like, Forrest Whitaker. All these people is fucking, they probably all got like a million dollars to be in this movie. Yeah. I mean, Forrest Whitaker, I was like, at first, like, okay, I, you know, I don't know how I really feel about him being in the movie, da da da. What I saw in the, you know, the, the first trailer. And kind of leading up to the, like the reveal um, of him being uh, what's his name? Saw Guerrero. Um, yeah, Saw It's just like now it's really cool that they have somebody you know recognizable, but is also like kind of like an independent movie actor in a way. 
um, to play this role that connects it to the rest of the universe, you know, or the, the canon. Right. So, I mean, Mads Mikkelsen, um, he, you know, his, his popularity is, is growing now. So, um, you know, it's like, put him in the movie. People know who he is. People who watch Hannibal um, and so on. So it's just like recognizable face and like maybe this, this new classic character that we'll, you know, really like eventually. Speaking of new classic characters that we probably like, uh, what was his name? Director Krennic? Yes. Played by Ben Mendelsohn, who came out in full regalia um, <laughs> on stage, which I thought was, uh, that was pretty cool to see him. You know, there was rumors that he was going to be Thrawn, and those got debunked this weekend real fast. I mean, he already got debunked in the Entertainment Weekly article, but, you know, we didn't know if he was going to be Thrawn-esque. Like, they were just going to go and take... Just basically take Thrawn and just make him white. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. If he's not he's not Chiss, I don't care. Um, but it's it's funny because like he has the white like the white uniform on the. There's a character in A New Hope who sits at that Death Star table who wears a white uniform, and then Thrawn, who's you know best known for wearing that white uniform and it being the uniform of the Grand Admiral. Everybody's like, well, is this guy Grand Admiral? Is this guy whatever? Now they've kind of like said you know what white might mean whatever director this may mean animal. like really really high ranking official in the empire right. exactly yeah so. i think that's pretty much what it is is that he's up there um so let's let's touch upon so we we've got to watch that it looked great it did get me pumped um there was one little shot of warwick davis playing like that Gunner guy, which I actually got super excited about. Yeah. Yet again, the movie looks real. Like there was a shot with Krennic looking over like a planet, and like they were inside of like I don't know the Death Star or something. Like I was like, holy shit! They built this huge set. It looked even more real than Force Awakens did. Like I didn't see any behind the scenes blue screens even. Like that was wild to me. Um, you know, and it just might not have been something that they put into the footage, but all the environments, all the characters, you know, we saw a lot of people in suits. It was, it was very cool to see that practical effects, but is there any other shots that like stood out to you from the trailer? Um, no, I think we've pretty much touched upon them. I, I, I love the stormtroopers coming out of the water. That's such a cool <laughs> concept, but you know, it's just to watch, you know, to see these new environments, to see these new practical effects, and just the the dedication that these that Lucasfilm puts into trying to create the most like surreal Star Wars experience for the fans, you know, outside of like you know making up for what the prequels did and everybody's complaints. Now, you know, it's only going to get better and better because they're just going to you know master creating these these different creatures and vehicles and everything. Yeah, absolutely. It's a uh, it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan for sure, <laughs> as we've done in countless episodes. Talk about it. Um, okay, so one last thing that we got to talk about is, as we talked at the top of the podcast, the people at Celebration did get to see the trailer. Unlike us on the live stream, who got to see the, the sizzle reel three times. So, did you read the trailer description because it is nowhere online? 
that I could find. I did look. I, I didn't, and I don't know if I'm going to watch the trailers anymore. Um, now that I know, like, even if it's Vader just being revealed at the end and just a silhouette, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm at the point in my geek, geekly career where it's just like, I don't, I just want to go into the movie and enjoy it because the more plot they give away, the more stuff I read online, which is almost inevitable most of the time, I don't want to see it. You know, it's, it's, I'm almost happy that I didn't see this trailer. I, from what I read, okay, just spoilers, I guess, because um, you'll never see this footage. Like, we didn't really see the Rogue One footage from Celebration last year unless you watched the shaky cam version, which I did. Um, but, you know, nobody even really said anything about, like, what happens in the trailer other than you see Vader upside down silhouette with him breathing. And upside down? Upside down. Like, yeah, from, I don't know, like, he, like a reflection of him. An oh, upside down okay. reflection. Okay. So, like a shadow. You no, know, I think you see it, but it's like his upside down reflection. Weird. Okay. Either way, you know, I, I, I don't actually want to see Vader in a trailer. I don't no. want to see him at all. Now, if I do see him, I want to see him with a lightsaber. Like, uh, all I needed, like, the breathing's fine. But I would like to see that click of the lightsaber and it igniting, especially knowing that there's no lightsabers in this movie other than what he has. So I just think it would have been cool to see that, but whatever. I I also think it's just because like it's exciting because we've gotten Dark Lords of the Sith, we've gotten the Vader comic. Gosh. I want I want to see him truly developed beyond that old man fight in episode four that's just like every time they made a new movie they like totally made that obsolete it's just like i mean it's acceptable but at the same time it's like if vader is vader he's like he's like crashing his tie fighter into a ship and jumping out of it at the same time you know it's like comics it doesn't matter because it's in the books it's just like it is that's what you want from Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader. It's like he's he's a threat, yeah, and like he's imposing. And I'm sure he can get his way just by being Darth Vader, but at the same time, I want to see him be Darth Vader. You know, it's like be, be a Sith Lord and go fuck people up. Throw your lightsaber at somebody. Yeah. Yeah. My my dream is to see him throw his lightsaber through someone's body pull it out with the force and then slash somebody out all in like one, like fluid motion. <laughs> yeah. Maybe cut someone in half. I don't know. Um, but anyway, any last, uh, rogue one thoughts before we move on? Uh, just a few new ships that are being introduced, which we had touched on a little bit. There's a brand like the AT-ATs we see in the trailer are actually oh, yeah. Yeah. supposedly bigger than than the original ones because they're like more cargo carrying ones. They're uh, ATACT walkers, um, so they like they'll bring heavy building materials and combat munitions, is what it says. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yep. Uh, Krennic has his own Imperial shuttle, which you can uh, see online. There's pictures of that. Always. So it's a brand new. You know, like we've seen the Tidarian you know, esque ships from the uh, from Return of the Jedi and, you know, they imposed it into 
Empire Strikes Back. Um, those are the classic Imperial sh uh, shuttles. But now, of course, this director has his own. Um, and then, of course, we'll get the TIE Striker, which is a new, uh, it's a variant, a more like streamlined uh, TIE fighter. So it's, uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see that and then just be like, all right, well, then we're going back to the normal TIE fighters and the interceptors after that. And supposedly there's a U-Wing. Um, I really don't have too much information on that, but another rebellion ship. That well, this movie up. takes place 15 minutes, like it ends 15 minutes before A New Hope, right? Yes, yes. So it's interesting. Um, sure. The U-Wing, okay, maybe hide that, but the TIE... A new tie ship doesn't make any sense to me. To... They they say they use it for like more atmospheric battles, so I guess that's a way to explain why we don't see it in space. But that's okay. Maybe... So it's more like a ground ship. Yeah, yeah. Like well, service, what's funny is like, there. so we so okay, so we see that, but then when we go into the future, thirty years. Like, we only have X-Wings and TIE Fighters in Force Awakens, which we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's that's one way to explain it. Where'd the Y-Wings go? I don't know. They all broke down eventually. A-Wings? Who wanted to use those anymore? I think Hera just yeah. took Who them all. Who and... superior maneuverability, especially on a ground assault? No, nope, let's just use these X-Wings, which aren't even close to as fast as TIE Fighters. Anyway. Well, you know, we'll find out, though, because... The actual explanation of the Battle of Jakku will happen um, at the third book of the Aftermath trilogy. So Empire's End will come down to that final battle. We see it. We hear a little bit about Battle of Jakku in Battlefront. You get to fight those those battles. Um, right. It's also um, it's also the end of Lost Stars. Um, but it's it's kind of cool with Lost Stars. I won't spoil anything for anybody, but um, it's a way to explain what you see. But this time around with Aftermath, I believe that most of that book will be dedicated to that battle. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. Hmm. I got to read those. Yeah. Life Dead is really good so far. And you know what? I, I still don't like I understand what people say about about Chuck Wendig's writing. But at the same time, I feel that it's really intelligent writing and that some people just they can't grasp it or I, I don't understand because the way he paints like the story is actually really good. And it's just like, I understand how people are upset that, you know, the first book didn't give them what they wanted. That's fine. That's, that's understandable. But to say the guy is not a good writer, I, I don't, I don't understand that because he, the characters he creates, he gives them great, great backstories, great, great explanations and creates great relate, like Star Wars relationships in the book. Well, I so. haven't, I haven't read it or either of them, but, um, Christian Harloff, who's uh, one of the hosts of Jedi Council um, and for Collider and Schmo's, Schmo's Known Network, he reads all the books, and he was saying that he didn't really like the first book. Like, he had an interview with Chuck Wendig, and he told him, he's like, I didn't really like the first book. He goes, but after reading Life Debt, I couldn't have gotten the characters without reading the first one. So he was like, you kind of have, like, you have to read the first one in order to fully appreciate the second one. I think it's just a shock to the system. Like people expect the Thrawn trilogy. They're not getting the Thrawn trilogy. At least life that starts to delve into like Han and Chewbacca and how Han has to save Chewbacca and whatnot. And there's a lot more mention of Leia in it so far. Um, but this with like with the introduction of Snap Wexley when he's a kid, his mother, the whole team, 
um, his crazy freaking battle droid, which is like one of the most coolest things uh, to come out of the prequels. Uh, I just, you know what? I, I really don't understand people's. I, I do and I don't understand them. So um, I just feel like read life debt and then, and then make your decision. You know what I mean? I agree, man. Uh, well, you kind of touched upon Thrawn. So let's get into Rebels. Yeah, let's get into that reveal. We knew we knew it was coming. I mean, it was rumored that, like, I don't know where these rumors come from. Like, Dave Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo. They just drop them to certain people, and they're like, "Here, go talk." Well, no, because like Dave Filoni tweeted out a picture of a book, and the book I believe was like the like it wasn't really shown like what the full book was. It seemed like it was a spine from like one of the Thrawn books. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'll be bringing a character that is a fan favorite. Like yes. that was one of his things. And then obviously immediately your two thoughts either are Thrawn being number one. Number yep. two is Mara Jade. Yep. Number three would be like Jaina solo and stuff, but that's all re- gone. So it's like, okay, then obviously it's, it's one of those two. I can't think of anyone other than Darth, uh, who's from the Old Republic, Mel, Melgis, Bane. Yeah. Uh, I guess Darth Bane. Melgis, but- Melgis, Mel- we'll talk about this in a little while with the Old Republic because yeah, Melgis yeah, yeah. is all related to that. Bane was an idea that was Bane didn't really surface until after those books so it, it wouldn't really make too much sense you had um you had that jedi uh jorius Siaboth, who i think that's how you say his name but who was actually ended up being a clone blah 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 um talon karar who was like worked with Mar- mara jade but those characters you know yeah, what? nobody cares so it's like yeah it's either mara jade or it's grand animal thrawn and what a better way to bring grand animal thrawn into this new canon then bringing him into Rebels and giving us not only a book, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but the visual of Grand Animal Thrawn. You know, everybody's like, oh, we want him to be in the movies. Everybody's always wanted them to, like, adapt that trilogy. But to introduce one of my favorite characters of all time like this into such an awesome show like Rebels is, it's kind of unprecedented. Yeah, I, it's... The fact, you know, when Disney came out and they're like, ah, legends, everything's legends. You know what I mean? Like, everyone got up in arms, you know, <laughs> started crying around, stomping their feet, throwing tantrums that yep. Disney hates Thrawn, basically, and <laughs> all the things that have been created. And um, Timothy Zahn has kind of been a little, almost like a crotchety old man about, like, the new direction of Star Wars and that they kind of wiped away, like, his books. So I feel that, you know, Dave Filoni loves legends, loves the expanded universe. I mean, like they went to, um, what was that planet called at the end of, uh, Mandalore or not Mandalore. Um, Mel, Mel, it's like Malachi or or something like that. Malachin maybe. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. But you know, Dave Filoni, obviously Corban. No, no, Corvan's a different Corvan. Um, anywho, Dave Filoni is a huge fan of, 
of what's now Legends. But, and he also said at the end of season two, there are still some truth in Legends. Like that is a line that was in season two of Rebels. Like he, he wants to cherry pick what he likes best from those books. And, you know, Thrawn is the top. It's Malachor. Yeah. Okay. Malachor. Yeah. Korriban um, Cor- so, is the uh, Sith homeworld in uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Um, so we'll from this about. from this trailer, you know, we got to see Thrawn and, um, you know, one of the best lines I've ever heard is talking about how he wants to learn them, learn their art, learn their culture, and make them the architects of their own demise. That's Thrawn from the beginning. That's Thrawn and how he operates. <laughs> Which you know you have to you have to say, hey, Timothy Zahn, you know maybe he was he knew it was going to happen eventually, and just was like, all right, I'll just give him the little, you know, I won't surprise anybody or whatever. Maybe not, but the fact that you know Phil only wanted went and worked with Zahn on this, like to create the character for the show, that he's writing like Zahn is writing the new book. It's just like, you know, whoever wants to say that you know Disney's the evil empire, it just this is this is the beginning of like that to argue against that completely. So let, let me ask you a question because, and I want to get more into that trailer, but since yeah. we're talking about Thrawn specifically, they didn't really handle the, the reveal of the book well, because they basically just threw it up on screen that Timothy Vazan is putting out this Thrawn book. And like, that's obviously it's fucking fantastic. I can't wait to read it, but like there was no panel on it like Zahn wasn't revealed which I think would have been huge like there wasn't like when does it take place like we don't know anything about this book and it's just kind of like it was it was weirdly handled in my opinion to throw out the Zahn book during the Rebels trailer I this is this is my thoughts on that the convention in the first place was kind of handled funny, as we just said. It wasn't right. really slackluster. The Star Wars books, they, like, the publishing company wasn't there. Delray. They weren't there. So they did do some reveals for the other books, like the Ahsoka book was um, brought up during um, during the Ahsoka. It was the, the it has its very own panel, right. Um, they showed some of the kids' books. They showed Rogue One Catalyst. Since Rebels season three is going to happen this fall, and the Thrawn books in 2017, it would be, it would be, it would totally spoil the idea to introduce the book during that and not have Dave Phil only like say, "Hey, we're bringing this character to you first, and then Timothy Zahn is writing this book." So you know, it was handled kind of funny, um, and I, you know, I just feel like there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of people there that really like for the. We'll talk about the comics later, the books. It just felt like it was a three-day event. Most most of these conventions are four-day. It was just, I don't think it was, it was exciting as like the American ones. Um, but here's my last thing. Um, the, what was your other question? I'm sorry. It was, oh, I'm sorry. When it takes place, it takes place before Rebel season three. So it's kind of a lead up look to that. Okay. Do you think it's like a, how he rises to power or do you think it's just like a story like a one-off story or something like that i'm hoping that maybe he writes it in the first person um that it kind of he like thrawn will talk about 
how he rose to power and maybe he's like trying to like he has a situation that's going on right now that we'll kind of see how he is a tactical genius and then it'll lead into rebel season three i hope and not to be mean about it i hope that either this is the last season of rebels Mm -hmm. someone dies in rebels if it isn't or just something like completely catastrophic happens to this team because the thing about rebels is like, and I do love it. I never feel too much gravity to their situations. Like I don't ever feel like any of the characters are going to die or get hurt or whatever. And it's like, that's kind of one of the things like I really held off watching clone wars for a really long time is because I know where that story ends other than like Ahsoka. (laughs) Like, I, I know where Anakin ends up and Obi-Wan ends up and stuff. So in Rebels, it's like, I don't know where they're going to end up. I'm going to assume they're going to die at some point, maybe, or they're going to have to show up in a movie or something. But it's like, what? how do these guys get out of this situation where they're always winning? Like, they're always besting dumb stormtroopers and stupid Agent Callus. And it's just like, no, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Like, Thrawn, if you're going to introduce Thrawn, who's like second to, as far as calculating goes, I would say second to the Emperor, because Vader is very much a muscle, not a soldier. Much, yes. So, this guy who's sem- second to the Emperor, because the Emperor is the ultimate orchestrator of evil. Like, this guy better meticulously, as they say in the trailer, destroy this team one by one. And if I don't see someone dying in it, I'm probably going to be annoyed with this season. I I completely agree with you. I mean, you do not introduce a character like this with the means of being, like, like just a stooge. I mean, he is going to come in. He is going to fuck shit up. He's going to... Somebody's going to die. And that's that's all I can... like you said, that's what I would like to see. I don't want to, you know, uh, I understand it's a Disney cartoon, but at the same time, there's a lot of dark themes in these cartoons. Um, I, you know, in terms of having the weight behind the characters, I feel, I feel that yes, we know kind of like what the end result is in Clone Wars. We kind of know what maybe what the Rebels end result is, but the thing about it is like just to get these side stories and just kind of get the feeling of um, just what else is going on in the galaxy at the time. I mean, it just, it, it does expand the universe. Um, but in terms of a lot of speculation, I do want to mention like how Ezra is, he's venturing down this dark path now with Darth Maul, Darth Maul there um, pretending he's his master. He has a Sith holocron. Um, there's a lot of speculation that um, Ezra, you know, they say he's Snoke, you know, maybe, maybe not. I mean, that's a, that's a big grasp and I'm sure that, you know, he's probably not, but at the same time, Snoke is described as somebody who saw the rise and the fall of the galactic empire. He, he's obviously a force user and it would be kind of an interesting way to tie in rebels to everything else. And the age would be right. Well, let me throw out one other character. What about Benicio Del Toro in Episode Eight? I mean, we don't know who he is. We don't know anything about him. We don't know if he's good or bad. He's is an old Benicio Thrawn. Del Toro. What? He's an old man Thrawn. 
<laughs> we don't we don't know how the Chissa age. I that's when they announced him as a character. I was like, yeah, I wish he was Thrawn. And now he Thrawn's in the in the canon. So I bet he's not. I'm sure. Who knows what he is? <laughs> Another Empire guy. He could be somebody from from the books. You know, it's like there's a lot. Like the minute they they announced that Sagarera was going to be in Rogue One, it just started to open oh, that's right. open up pathways to like world building and. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Well, let's get into this trailer then. So other than Thrawn, which is obviously the big reveal, and he has his his like his little force dampening creatures hanging around him. They were um, there, right? The Yasumari? Yes, they were. Um, and you know, they could just be an homage to the to the what they are in the book, or maybe they are force dampening. And I, I feel like they probably will. I also feel that that's like uh, kind of a almost like a shit thing because it's like if the force is in all living creatures, then how is there like a creature that dampens the force? I can't explain that, but maybe he's <laughs> maybe he's yeah, Timothy's off about that. Yeah, exactly. He can explain that to you. My idea here is that Thrawn knows that the Emperor and Vader are, Je- are Jedi, so being as smart as he is. He's like, you know what? I'll never let these guys get a one-up. I'm a good soldier. I'm a good officer, but I understand the power that these two hold in the galaxy, and that if they ever like went beyond, you know, what he believed in, or like threatened, like threatened him yeah. easily, he could he could take them down. You know, so maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, so so we saw those. Uh, we saw, as you mentioned, Ezra possibly going down a dark path. Um, there's obviously a time jump. I can't remember how long it is. It's long enough for, for him to get a haircut. Well, he looks older, too. He does. I mean, it might uh, be the haircut. What's her name? Got a haircut, too. He looks taller. You got a haircut, she got a new dye job. She got a new dye job, but he looks older and he's kind of like living. You're leading the team a little oh, bit. It's also long enough for Keenan to grow a beard. So, I mean, who knows? Yep, King grows a beard. He's, at least in the trailer, accepting of the fact that he was blind, um, which obviously is pretty crazy. Until he gets uh, kicked out an air, air shaft by <laughs> Darth Maul somehow. It's like, um, good Jedi instincts there. <laughs> blind, <laughs> blind man. No daredevil. <laughs> oh, definitely no daredevil. Um, we also get mention of Wedge and Tilly's yes. uh, as a TIE fighter pilot. That's very exciting. It's a it's another great thing to do. It's a twist because you, I guess you know I didn't expect Wedge to be for the Emperor, but okay, fine. Um. There's also a girl next to Wedge in the lineup of people. Some people are saying that could be Shara Bay. I'm not. I'm not even going to start speculating that because I was wrong the first time. So <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the chick from Lost Stars. I don't know. Um, it could be anybody. <laughs> yeah, it could be anybody. People but I mean, that would be a really so. cool idea. Um, because but then they would both be for the Empire and they move over to the, yeah. the rebellion. Because think about this way: if you read Lost Stars, you get a lot of the kind of like the 
the mindset of the people who joined the empire because you kind of had to like it was the imperial academy you went there if you didn't have like a lot of money or like your your family wanted you to go you went you got the training and then all of a sudden you started to realize what they were really about and people started to defect so i mean once you realize like they're blowing your planet up it's like all right you know i better go fight against you now yeah i guess you're right they, they had the best of intentions um we also saw what looked to be like dark troopers from the dark forces games. Yes. Which I personally geek the fuck out on because I'm a huge dark forces fan, um, leading all the way, you know, dark force two Jedi Knight, then Jedi Academy. So the Kyle turns, I hope to someday see Kyle turn in something that would ugh, love that well- too. It's interesting because now we're kind of exploring the time period around the, the theft of the Death Star plans. And that was the original game was he went to steal it. Then they kind of retconned that with another game for PSP where he had this Twi'lek agent go steal it for him. So he was like the overseer and you played as a Twi'lek and you you went and stole a plan. So it's kind of funny how they, they treat that. But yeah, Dark Troopers, I would... I would love for them to be like, yep, these are dark troopers. Um, Mandalorians, they're back. We haven't seen them in a while. And with them, they bring the uh, the dark saber. Well, we haven't seen them since that chick showed up last season. Right. That's but it, it is cool because, you know, Sabine has all these gadgets, as uh, Dave Filoni says. Um, she gets her jetpack this season. The dark saber is a big thing because you think about it, like, there was a whole Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian see it, like take over and then Darth Maul kills him. Uh, what I forgot what his name is, but Darth Maul kills him. And then Darth Maul has the saber. So what happens between then and then that Darth Maul loses it? I mean, he says he would explain that, you know, in, in season seven, if that would have ever gotten made, but there's a lot of like tales, like dark disciple that still need to take place in the books. And, comic series and trying to trying to explain the uh the in between. But the dark saber is a great idea. I mean it's it's an awesome weapon. I agree. Absolutely. Any um final thoughts about the the Rebels trailer? Every time I watch it I just get chills. I mean I, I hope they show the first episode, you know, like they did last year during the summer. I don't think they will, but it would be cool if they did. I just I, I can't wait till the fall to see Grand Animal Thrawn return to uh, the Star Wars universe. I think if they were going to show it, they'd show it now. Or, I mean, we're recording this on the 18th. This upcoming weekend is San Diego Comic Con. If they decide to show it then, you know, to the people at uh, San Diego. Maybe. Well, they showed it. Yeah, they showed it at Celebration. Right, um, which is in April of last year. What? No, they, oh, they wait, at this celebration they showed they, it? Yeah, they showed it. And because I read oh, some I tweets know. tweets from people that were like, yeah, it's amazing. I didn't know that. Okay. So maybe they will show it at um, San Diego Comic-Con, and then maybe they'll release it maybe August. But why release it in August if it's going to come out in September, early October anyhow? I don't know. The one thing I – it's kind of crazy is like how fast they can make that show. You know what I mean? Because it's like – it's just, it seems like it ends in late May and then starts right up a couple months later. I I also think they do, it's like most shows, they're still creating episodes while episodes are out, maybe. 
Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I mean I mean the way that he like Phil only talks about it like as sets and and just like the the epic scale of it. It just it just seems like such a big show to create and yeah, like you said in such little time. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a good spot to uh, go to our commercials. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Run, again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowel.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those geeks you know, wow, three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You you gotta leave, I called the cops. And we are back from those commercials. We left off with Rebels. Let's go into uh, what we saw from the video games. Um, we just had E3 a month ago, I think, at this point. So, you know, that was the, the big reveals. But, you know, we got a few nuggets here and there. So um, let's let's get into it. First thing, uh, Battlefront. Um, we heard that they're adding the Death Star. Um, they're adding Rogue One maps. And they're also going to be adding a... Kind of like another um, single-player mode where you get to play against bots. Um, skirmish. So, skirmish. So finally, people can shut the hell up saying that there's no campaign. Yep. Now you can play by yourself, not interact with anybody, and just not enjoy the game. Good Good luck. I, I don't blame people because not everybody's really good first-person shooter. So it's like play against but the bots. But this forces you to... I know it forces you to, but at the same time, there's people on there that just play 24 seven. So it's like, they're just, they're just 
destroying you. I'm a very casual first-person shooter game like player. I don't mind it, and I get better at it as I play it, but I wouldn't mind going and getting the same kind of like rewards that I can just just shooting the bots and not worrying about like some dumbass who's sitting behind this crate all the time and shooting me with a Jawa blaster. So I understand where it's coming from. At the same time, it's not going to quell. It's not going to quell the idea that there is no campaign mode. It's not a campaign mode. It's not a campaign. No, you're right. It's not. But um, let's let's talk about Death Star a little bit. We knew Death Star was coming. Uh, it was announced before. Then we got the trailer for it. Uh, so now we're seeing there are actual space battles. Uh, the space battles, you know, whether or not they're kind of mock space battles, because if you think about it, the Death Star is really just the is the surface, and then space is the atmosphere. So it's not really changing much. It's just giving you the idea that you're in space. It's not X-Wing. It's not TIE Fighter. Um, you don't have this expanse that you're flying into. So I wish they would just stop pretending to please the fans with that. Um, though I think it'll be very cool. Um, we're also getting two new characters. Finally, we get Chewbacca, and yeah. we get another bounty hunter. We get Bosk. So very two very cool additions to the game. Yeah, you know what? I jumped on this past weekend because it's celebration. They, well, they gave me 5,000 points, which I thought was crazy, um, just for signing in this past weekend. So I, <laughs> I told you to. <laughs> Yeah, um, I I played uh, Walker Assault. Didn't even know they added like a night mode to Hoth. It was like a whole new map. What? Yeah, it's fucking great. Good times. I I don't play it as often as I did when it first came out. Yeah. But when I do play it, it's fine. You know, I jump in, I get in for ten minutes, twenty minutes, do a couple matches, and I'm good. Like yep. it's just it's a fun time. To be honest, I haven't even played Besman. I haven't even played it since Besman came out. So it's like Wait, so you have on. a season pass. I can't even play Besman without having a season pass. Oh, you gotta buy it. No, gotcha. I'm waiting for the season pass to go down to like twenty four bucks some weekend. It will and because they haven't done that yet. I'm not gonna buy it. When they it, do, I will. It'll go down after Rogue One comes out. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, um, uh, Visceral's secret game. Um, I can't remember what her name is, but the director of the Uncharted series, you know, we got a couple more screenshots from that. Uh, looking very much like Assassin's Creed meets Uncharted meets Star Wars. Yeah, please bring it on. To the 2018 can't come soon enough to get a game like that. Um, just those, the artwork they showed of like the characters crawling up underneath the, uh, the balcony. Um, you know, we've seen the picture of like, the plan, um, it's like a town, um, and there's like hints within that to really kind of, you know, give you an idea of what's going on. But I, I can't wait to see some footage from this game, and I'm sure we'll see it next year at, at Celebration. Yeah, any Uncharted Four is a masterpiece of the game, <sighs> and you get the person who created that series behind a Star Wars game, just you know, with the you're probably playing as a scoundrel and you're in the dark underbelly of star Wars. Like I don't even need a lightsaber and I don't even think your, your character has one. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm all in. It's the same idea. Like when dark forces was first released, it's like getting into the dark forces. Like, for the love of God. Yeah. I mean, eventually they made him a Jedi, you know, whatever. That's fine. 
but mm -hmm. first Dark Forces, it was amazing because it was just like I'm running around, first person shooter. It's great. This is the first real experience. I'm fighting Boba Fett. It just bring that kind of level of joy to the gamers, and you can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, the next one on the list, I want you to talk about because you know more than I do about it. Um, they 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 brought up that there's a new expansion pack coming out for uh, the Old Republic, which is the massive multiplayer online blah 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 game like Warcraft. Uh, it's been out for five years now. I played it at the beginning. Um, I don't have a computer really good enough to play it now. It is a fun game. I was a big fan of Star Wars Galaxies when it was out. I played that a lot. Um, this takes place um, right around the time of Knights of the Old Republic, uh, which are two of my favorite games uh, put out by BioWare um, back back in the old Xbox. Um, and it it's interesting because... Um, all right, so the new expansion is called Knights of the Eternal Throne. All these titles kind of seem kind of funny they're just like very fantasy-esque titles um but they did put out a revan one not too long ago that mm. brought revan in like i'm not sure how it really brought the character into the game but um so i have this philosophy about tor because i why keep developing a game like this why make a black series figure why continually introduce these ideas from Knights of the Old Republic, like in Rebels uh, with Malachor. Um, the HK-47 droid is in Galaxy of the Heroes. It's the, it's really strange that he shows up. Um, well, one of my favorite characters from those games. But what if the Old Republic is canon and they use it as a history of the, you know, what happened and eventually announce that? Let me pose a question to you. Mm -hmm. Next year at Star Wars Celebration, we will no doubt be told that there's going to be another Star Wars movie. Um, beyond the schedule now? Beyond the schedule now. Because right now, it's Han Solo, who we'll get into in a few minutes, um, as a standalone, and then Episode Nine, And, like, that's it. And Boba right Fett. Now. That hasn't been... A, that's not official. Yeah, it is. It's on, the, it's on that calendar. Mm, no, it's not. Go back and look. Okay. My question is... If you were to want to see a movie, would it be The Old Republic or Obi-Wan standalone movie? Old Republic, because we're seeing we're seeing the Obi-Wan story within the Jason Aaron comic. But knowing that you and McGregor's of the right age and willing to play the character and possibly turn it into a trilogy. Oh, we'll see it. But I'm just asking. So you would, the first movie you would want to see standalone would be Old Republic versus versus that. I would because I don't see an Obi Wan movie being a trilogy in the first place. I would see it as a standalone. I don't think you can really. I don't think I would want to watch three Obi Wan movies. It's just I don't care. Um, do it in the comics. Give us one movie, um, and. I'm good with that. I want to see stuff that we have not seen on film. Start to really open up this. Um, start to open up this world and and just do it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it would be cool to see, like at the beginning of um, Return. I think it's Return of the King, where you see how like Gollum or Smeagol finds the ring, and it turns him into Gollum, and then that's kind of like 
you know, the rings off from there. If you saw, like, at the beginning, like, how the Sith and, like, the Jedi were, like, created, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a Cain and Abel type situation, and then it leads into the Old Republic, that would be insane to me. Um, anyways, it's a side thought. But uh, is it canon? Is it not canon? You know, the fact that they keep putting money into that, uh, the Old Republic, and keep introducing characters, you would it would lead to think that it is. But, you know, we haven't officially heard that. Um, the other video game that they just kind of are adding on to is uh, Galaxy of Heroes. Um, they're adding... Oh, they've actually added raids already. There's a raid for the Rancor. It's not that great right now. Um, but they've also added mods um, that happened the last few weeks. Um, this is a game, and uh, Chris and I were talking about it earlier today because he said he's getting back into it. I think the level cap right now is at 80. I'm at level 75. <laughs> um, I play the game every day. been playing it for the last geez, six, eight months, whenever it came out. It's a really small time commitment. I think it's like 10 minutes a day. Sometimes I'll just leave it on my desk, you know, as I'm like doing work, just kind of like, because you can auto run the um, the game. It's a turn-based role-playing game. Super fun. So many characters, so many characters. And, you know, I thought it was going to get stale once I reached the first level cap, which was 70. And then they added um, the raid mode and guilds. Um, and now they've added mods like, and a slew more of characters. It is it is a very fun game. It does have good replay value. And I don't know. I have a really good time with it. Yeah, I, I love the game. I love the Final Fantasy-esque fighting styles. Mm-hmm. I love just building up the characters. I, you know, It's something I can casually do while I watch a movie or watch TV. Um and even you can even take the next step and play it yourself. Um, but the auto mode is great. It gets you just through. Um, being able to just go back through and um, I was script them or just rerun them. You can rerun each mission without having to do them and just, like, take the, uh, the loot. So it's a really good way to, like, um, just build your characters and your stuff up. I, you know, I'm really amazed by these free games that they put out, you know, from Uprising to this to... What else the Rebels playing? game. The Rebels game was great. was a great, you know, side-scrolling adventure. Um, it, it, I think it's really intelligent, and I think that the idea that you don't have to, you don't have to exactly spend money on these games, is great too. Um, you can to make, you know, to make things easier, or you know, to be a to be a badass. But it's fun enough without it. They give you so many bonuses anyhow. They do. Um, I will tell you just as a piece of advice: if you're going to fight humans, play. Most of the time, if you auto on the human battles, you're going to lose. Okay. Yeah. When you have to go to the battle arena, it's just easier to be strategic when oh, you're you trying mean, to fight those you guys. Mean like if I fought you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So that's video games. Let's go into the uh, toys, right? I'll just, I'll just say that, yeah, I was wrong about the Boba Fett movie. Like... I thought they put that schedule out a while ago. They just have not officially confirmed it. No. That it's an idea that it'll come out in 2020? It's an idea that it's even going to be a movie. I, they, I'll be honest they with shouldn't. you. The Boba Fett movie, I think, was like the worst idea for a movie. Yeah. Other than, like, would I be there opening night? 
Yes. Will I buy my tickets three months in advance? Yes. But I only want to see the Boba Fett movie if it takes place when it gets out of the Sarlacc pit and then goes on some weird adventure. But it's like, I, at what time period, you know what I mean? Like, I would imagine if he's getting out of it, like, that the Empire just fell. I don't, I don't know. I just don't care. Like, I don't, I don't even, like, I don't want to even, like, if he makes a cameo in Rogue One, I'd be okay. If he makes a cameo in the Han Solo movie, I'd be okay. But I don't want to see that character have its own movie. I really feel that Bubba Fett is a secondary character. People, like, I love Bubba Fett as a character, but at the same time, it's like, he's a better background character. Somebody who's, like, a plot device more than a main character. Um, the Han Solo movie, I could see him being maybe the antagonist or maybe like a situation he runs into just to kind of explain their back history. But, you know, at the same time, would a Boba Fett movie work? I don't know. If you made in the bad guy, the Han Solo movie, and you wanted to do a Boba Fett movie as the follow-up to that, to kind of make those like a sequel to that. I don't know, but he's better off when he just shows up like he does in rebels and and just does something badass and then gets like fooled by by like by, by Ahsoka or whoever you know who's um for, oh no it was uh it was uh what's her name the Sabine? no 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 when she in clone I don't know if you've seen this yet um don't even talk about it so okay cool yeah it's really no good. no that um let's move on to the toys. We we see that there is a Ray Resistance hot toy that's coming out. Yeah, it was um, just announced this week, which is awesome. Been so for that. that's in her her outfit at the end of the film. Um, I've been waiting for the Ray hot toy. I I thought about getting the one before um, because I actually really like that look with the mask. But I was like, you know what? I really want her in that ending outfit. But there you go. Hot toys, obviously they're going to do it. The other thing about that first ray is the fact that you get BB-8 with it. Yeah, you do. I know, and they do want BB-8. It's really cool. Um, and I love that mask look too, um, but this is the figure that I want to spend money on because I think she looks awesome at the end of the movie. Yeah, she does. And hot toys. I mean, I have that Kylo Ren. Yep. It is insanely articulate, and it's taller than normal hot toys. I don't understand that, but he's yeah. a big guy. Yeah. It's great. So I'm excited for that. Um, up on stage, uh, Captain Phasma, Gwendolyn Christie handed, uh, Felicity Jones, Jen Urso, her own black series figure. Um, so we got that, um, announcement via that. Um, we go on. We, we knew it was coming. I mean, there is a slew of rogue one toys coming out for, Force Friday this year. That's whether the or packaging not. is Rogue One. Right. It's the Rogue One packaging. We know we're going to get the Black Series figures for this. Um, so, I mean, it's it's not a surprise to me. At the same time, I just I don't get what they're doing with these female faces. Um, I think the figure looks good overall besides the face, but the face looks so cartoony. And the whole idea behind the Black Series is like it's supposed to look more realistic. And they even tell you that when you make that fan vote, which is actually going on right now officially on StarWars.com, if anybody wants to go vote for some expanded universe toys for some reason. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, Talk about it now. 
so everybody wants these expanded universe toys to come out. All right. Just because Revan comes out, you think you're going to get Starkiller, you're going to get Jaina Solo, Darth Talon. Like, I would love to see a couple of those figures. I don't want to see a Jaina Solo figure. I don't give a shit. Um, without a fucking, J- like, Jason Solo or an Anakin right. Solo. You're like, why would you want figures? You're never going to get comp- companion pieces. Yeah. Darth Talon is an awesome looking figure. I mean, the sexy ass Sith Twilight. Um, but will you ever get a Kate Skywalker to fight her? Will you like that comic series is amazing, but it's done. It's like it's over. These these people, and you, even when you read the comments, they're so hostile towards anybody who says, you know what, like this is like vote for characters that we should be getting. Yeah, we know. Like I vote for Lando. I know there's probably a Lando on the way. Sure. You know, there's a lot of characters that are on the way from the original trilogy and and prequel trilogy and actual canon, but why? You know, I know it's fan service, but then make a fucking Thrawn toy. You know, it's like why is he not on the top of your list? Now he's canon. You know, which we'll probably get. Make a Hera. Make a slip. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, complete your sets. Make your Ray Sloan. Make your Shara Bay. If you want to start getting deep cuts, like let's let's. You know, I, I I don't know. Lando should have been like number one, to be honest with you. But yeah, I'm sure he's on the way. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, I'm um, sure the other thing about and and the old man Luke as well. He's on the way too, so he didn't even pop up. But the thing is, is like Marvel Legend like collectors were like, all right, let's complete these teams. Same thing with DC Universe Classics. It's like put out the characters that are going to complete your teams that you can display on the shelf and just you know do cool photos with whatever the fuck you do with your toys, but. I don't want these weird standalone toys. I agree with you. I don't want any expanded universe toys unless it's sheets or so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, BB-8, the hottest toy of last year, which I own, um, he is getting a what they're calling the Force Band, which is a new wearable where you can control BB-8 uh, with a, you know, like a watch type situation. So. Um, that's cool. If you haven't, you can get that. I'll wait for it go. I wait for it to go down to like twenty five bucks at Target, and then I will buy. <laughs> Have you played with your Sphero? Yeah, of course. It's fun. Yes. Yeah, you know, it was. Was it today? I think it was today. I, I really wanted to watch The Force Awakens, and I didn't have time. But like, I want to watch it with because when you watch it with BBA, he does yeah. stuff. So I'm waiting to do that. But um, yeah, he's fun. He's fun. That's cool. Um, I just want to go back to the Black Series because I don't, I didn't finish on the ugly faces. Um, oh, so Jyn Ursa, you know, it's a great like. I'll collect them because you know I do that because that's who I am. But at the same time, it's like they showed the Princess Leia prototype at 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 Celebration, and it's as ugly as the old Power of the Force two figure. I mean, everybody made fun of that figure. It had like a monkey face. It doesn't look like Princess Leia. It doesn't even look human. It's just like. It's ugly. Like, wouldn't you put like Sabine looks great? I'm sure Sabine looked like shit by the time it goes to mass production. Um, like the Slave Leia, same thing. It's like, haven't you learned from your mistakes in the past? Now you're starting to make Hasbro's making some decent looking Marvel Legends. Like those females, like they're curvy. They 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 pose like women. Like the faces look good. What? Where are you guys at right now with this black series? It's like. Oh well, it's it's a prototype. We're really working on fixing everything. Then why even show it? Because you're just yeah. gonna you're just gonna get the, the negative feedback anyhow. You're gonna get on a podcast and we're gonna rip you apart. <laughs> well, pass blow. 
seriously. Um, Give up the license, buddy. <laughs> I, I really, really wish they would. All right, so what's uh, what's next? We are going to talk about the books. Yeah. So. There's not there's not too much to really announce. That, like I said earlier, there was a uh, you know the young adult not the young adults even the young, the kids books. Um, we got a Rogue One Catalyst will be the prequel to the movie. Um, the Ahsoka book. So with that a little bit. Um, the whole idea behind the Ahsoka book was that it wants to tell kind of the story of what happens after she leaves the Jedi Order in season five of Clone Wars. Um, there was a lot of stories that you know were prepped for either season six or seven. That would lead in, you know, before the Disney buyout. That would lead into kind of just, you know, her. She just leaves abruptly, and you never see her again. It's kind of, you know, it's bittersweet. Um, but it, it was kind of like they were talking about how she went on her own. She couldn't really, yeah, show that she's a Jedi. She like has a love interest. Um, blah blah blah. But I want to really know about this, the Battle of Mandalore, the Siege of Mandalore, whatever it is, when they go in. And it's running like um, it happens about the same time as as the siege of Coruscant by 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 the separatists. So she she reunites with Anakin and Obi Wan, and it actually you know it's a it's a little like I said it's bittersweet because it's the last time you know she sees her master before he goes to Vader, and then you know eventually in Rebels we 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 kind of come full circle. So I'm excited for the Soka book. It is young adult, um, I believe. It's not uh, so. It's like Lost Stars level. But you know, I understand why people love that book so much. I guess it's a lot of young readers or people who like easier reading. Um, me, I wasn't. You know, by the end of Lost Stars, I wasn't a big fan. So I don't know. I I don't know. I'm sure it'll I, be. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, uh, honestly, I don't give a shit. And maybe just because I don't, I'm not attached to the character at all but because i don't know i don't care uh if you're all ahsoka fans i'm, I'm glad that you're getting a book for one of your favorite characters where are you in season five episode four all right because most of that season's about her and it actually is pretty good so all right um thrawn book we already talked about timothy's on the back very excited to read it. Um, you want to talk a little bit about life debts, right? No, we, we already did that. Okay. Uh, that's books. So Del Rey, you know, no new books about Keenan, no new books about... I don't know. Well, <laughs> it was the books you think, like, why isn't there another Twilight Company book? Like, I don't know. They didn't do as much of with books as I thought they were going to do. Well, like I said, the publisher wasn't there. They were represented by like their European counterpart, which isn't really probably authorized to make announcements and stuff. I mean, the Thrawn book's a huge announcement. Yes. Showing showing more about the Soka book is a big thing. So, whatever we know, we know there's Rogue One Catalyst, Life Dead, uh, um, Aftermath Three is coming. There's a, there's some things down the pipeline. You know, Star Wars books come out maybe once a quarter, so it's it's not like they can really flood the market with them if they want people to buy them. True. Speaking of books that are are flooding the market, though, um, the comics. At the same time, I think they're very into, like smart about what they do with it because they'll end one series, they'll start another one. They're not trying to really drain your wallet, but at the same, there's a lot of Star Wars comics out at the same time. 
Well, except for the one that they did focus on because they didn't focus on any of the other ones that's about to end, which is Darth Vader. Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if it's something political um, or what. It's it's. I'm going to butcher the name. Is it Kieran or I think it's Kieran Gillen mm-hmm. um, who writes the, the Star Wars comic book. It is hands down one of the best, like consistently it's the best comic. Yes. You know, the Kanan comic is amazing. The Lando comic was amazing, but like they were just like small, like they weren't as long. This is going into, it's going to get a full 25 issues, which is two and a half years of yep. comics. Um, it is an amazing, amazing comic. And I do not know why it's ending because it's far better than the ongoing Star Wars comic, which is sad to say, cause I love Jason Aaron. I, I think I find it really interesting because they find a way to bring humor to a Darth Vader comic in a very dark way, but there's like, it came out of kind of like left field. You, you wouldn't really expect it to be your favorite book. Almost. I guess you would expect the main, the main series to be because it's all your favorite characters and more adventures, blah, blah, blah. But the characters that they introduced, um, the two droids and Dr. Aphra, it's just like, they really made the story because Vader is so dark and just like brooding. It's, it's really good to have like dark humor in there as well. Yeah. And uh, the other guy, the inspector too, I like him too. Mm -hmm. Um, but, so at the at the panel, what they did is they said like the next comic that comes out, I think in a week, maybe two weeks, um, number twenty one. They should tomorrow. No, it, it could uh, tomorrow's Tuesday. But, um, Wednesday. Yeah, they they showed some interior panels from Darth Vader number twenty one. Yeah, uh, and then some variant covers from number twenty five, which is the last issue, and like. That was it. That was their comic book panel. Nothing about the ongoing Han Solo series or Poe series. Nothing about the ongoing with Jason Aaron. I believe that when you put Celebration one week before Comic-Con, that they'll probably save some of the actual comic book news for that convention. That's what at least what I'm hoping, because I feel there's plenty of room to add some more um, comics I'm sure they'll announce a Rogue One prequel comic or some shit like that or something about their characters, maybe a Jenner or so comic, but there needed to be more. Um, what's strange about the numbering 21 is that actually 23 comes out on Wednesday. So I don't know. Um, that's kind of weird. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just looked up it twice. I looked up earlier today, and I just looked up on... Uh... Wait, so why did they show interior panels of number 21? I don't know. Oh, well, that's weird. Okay. Well, then that's literally the worst panel ever made, ever. I'm, I'm thinking because Marvel wasn't even there. Well, of course Marvel wasn't there. They have no yeah. reason to be. So why would they even like be like, hey, let's not even give these people any kind of like fun? I... For for being Star Wars Celebration, for it being for being the main event for Star Wars, I just it's it's frustrating when you don't get a little bit of news at least. It's stupid in my book. 
other than the next topic of conversation, because I'm going to get off of comics, which was bigger news, um, even though we all knew about it, they officially came out and announced Alden Ironreich is Han Solo, young Han Solo. Um, they had Chris Lord and Phil Miller, um, who are the directors of the movie, come out and then bring out the actor on stage. And there you go. We all knew that he was. They just officially announced it. Awesome. It's nothing for me. Okay. No, I, I think he does look like him. I think he'll pull it off well. What else has he been in? Um, he was just in Hail Caesar. Oh, I gotta watch that still. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch it. Yep. Um, so yeah, so finally, just a couple tidbits. Um, they, they announced a, uh, a David Goyer written virtual reality Vader game. (laughs) I, I, like, we knew at E3 that we are going to get a Battlefront expansion, which will be in VR, which will include the Trench Rod, which is amazing, because everyone wants to play that, or the Battle of Hoth, um, when they play a video game that's Star Wars-based, but this was fucking weird. So, have you heard of the Trials on Tatooine VR? Yes. So that's supposedly... The precursor to this, so they're going to continue this this VR experience. Um, and that one, you actually do use a lightsaber and stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, all I gotta say is, uh, Goyer, stay away from Star Wars. I don't care. Um, not really. I mean, I'm sure he can write a decent Star Wars story when he's not writing Batman poorly. Yeah, it was just a it's a weird collaboration because that Tatooine thing I think is more like an experience. It's a, it's like an early okay, this is what we can do with VR and like this is really because you remember like that Star Wars trilogy game that came out probably at this point like 10, 15 years ago where it was mostly first person and you went through um, the trench run, uh, the Battle Hoth. And then you were on a speeder bike in Endor. And it was a lot of fun. It was in arcades. So, like, this virtual reality game in Tatooine kind of, you know, expanded upon that. And you have the lightsaber and all that stuff. And I heard it's very much feeling like Star Wars. I, you know, why is David Goyer, who's a Hollywood writer, writing a Vader game? Like, it, that's that's what was curious about the whole thing. It's like, what about his writing? It's like, we need this for Darth Vader. Like, how much is he talking? Are you Vader? Is it, like, versus, you know, the Battlefront characters? Like, are you just going to go in and, like, destroy a bunch of rebels? Like, that was the whole thing to me. Is like, what are you doing with David Goyer and, and Vader? Let me, let me read the quote to you. Um, they say, when we looked at all the characters, places, and worlds in the Star Wars universe available to us, we asked ourselves, what haven't we seen before? Who are we curious about? This is what Goyer said. Darth Vader is the perfect ambassador to usher us into the Star Wars VR universe. Thank you for that very cryptic and weird quote, David yeah. Goyer. 
Who who do we not know about? I don't know, fucking Dash Rendar, dude. We know about Vader. <laughs> there's there's countless materials on Vader that I can reference that I know about. I think it's the opposite way. I think it's through Vader's eyes we see these other characters. Which if if a guy if a if a person is so hell bent on hate and destruction, I'm sure there's only one point of view from his eyes. Yeah, if it's Vader and you go in, like I said, if you do what I want him to do, which is throw a lightsaber through somebody and then slash another person, then sure, David Goyer, if you need to be the person to write that story, fine. I'll accept it. Yep. So that's that's all I got. Celebration this time around, not as exciting as last year. Rebels in, in Rogue One being the most exciting, but um, you know it was it was an all right show. Yeah. Um, yep. Can't wait till Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. <laughs> stay tuned for that one in one year. <laughs> live, live from Orlando. Yeah. How lights come? There will be. Yeah, you know when you'll actually hear about some good reveals, like episode eight footage. Um, at that point, we'll have like a full trailer, but like probably the first full trailer there. Uh, the visceral game. The visceral game. Maybe the who knows what else? Demo. There'll be some books. The Thrawn book will already be announced, so there'll probably be another one in that Thrawn trilogy. Maybe a Kylo Ren book. I mean, like maybe a movie announced. Who knows? Yep, exactly. So, stay tuned for that. Um, but anything else you want to say? Not really. I'm good. All right. Well, check us out on social media. You can go to, um, don't forget to tell one on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram. It's dfattowel. If you want to email us, you can email us at uh, info at don'tforgettotowel.com. If you have any questions, you want to comment, you want to yell about how shitty Celebration was and it's still your childhood or something like that, it doesn't matter. Um, but definitely go to don'tforgettotall.com for all things geekly, news, reviews, interviews, the whole shebang. Well said. Well said. And this is uh, Casey saying, may the force be with all of us. And this is Chris. Chris.